welcome to the First Down Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Jackson. Week 6 recap show. It's going to be a weird one. Week 6 was really weird. Um, let's just start off the bat with that. Uh, a lot of teams, a lot of my fantasy teams had low scores this week. I saw some other teams sewing up around 50 points for the week. So it gives you a little idea of how... Um, how the bye weeks are starting to play in already. We had quite a few teams on the bye this week, so make sure you're playing the waiver wire. You're making those adjustments, um, throwing in those sleepers. This is the time to do it. But we're going to go ahead and touch on every game and also touch on the Thursday night game to start week seven. I believe it is Giants versus Eagles. But at the top of the show, we're going to start about my team, the Denver Broncos. Why are y'all doing this to me? We're supposed to lose every game so we can get this pick. But I will take a dub over the Patriots any day. Broncos 18, Patriots 12. Denver's defense, man, they're literally carrying the franchise and have been since Manning has left. I mean, even when Manning was there, defense has been on point. Fortunately, you know, Drew Locke, two picks, 189 passing yards. It's not a good day. Um... But some fantasy stars that did stand out, Philip Lindsay, 23 carries, 101 rushing yards. He gave you a good fantasy day. As well as Tim Patrick led receiving uh, all receivers with four receptions and 101 yards. Uh, Tim Patrick's someone who we're going to be talking about possibly on waivers at the end of the show as well, too. And yes, forgot to uh, hit it at the top of the show. We will be covering some waivers here towards the end of the show. But let's go ahead and talk about the Patriots. And, I mean, I feel like this is a one-man team right now. And it's, you know, you have Cam Newton and you're living and dying by Cam Newton. Uh, luckily, though, James White started to get more involved into the uh, into the offense, especially being back from um, personal issues. So it looks like he's back in the mix. I mean, he led the team with eight receptions and 65 receiving yards as a running back. So for you PPR folk out there, that is a running back you definitely want to have on your team. But to wrap this one up, good job, Broncos. Pats, I expect you guys to bounce back. Uh, Cam coming back from the COVID. You know, some adjustments there. And also, too, this team had an unexpected bye week with all the schedule switches. And if you're just as frustrated as I am, yes, I know it is a pain in the ass to make those adjustments for fantasy and expecting to have guys and not have guys. But you know what? Roll with the punches. We're here for you on the Instagram. Hit us up. But we're going to touch on this next next game here. Is, um, this was probably one of the best games, I think, of Sunday. Might be the best game of the Sunday slate. Texans at Titans. Titans 42, Texans 36 in overtime. This is the Titans team that I think everyone was expecting to see um, at the beginning of the season. They kind of you know, came out to a slow start. Uh, not a big blow-up game against the Broncos week one, but slowly since then, they've been just improving and improving and improving. And, I mean, listen to this stat line. Tannenhill, 30 for 41, 364 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, one interception. Derrick Henry led all rushers with 22 carries, 212 rushing yards, and two touchdowns. Damn. And, you know, I played against Henry. He dropped a nice little 39-piece on me taking an L in that league this week, but you know, it is what it is on the receiving end though. Anthony Ferkser uh, led the team with eight receptions. 
I believe here he had uh, my notes froze up on me. Give me one sec. And there we go. 113 receiving yards and one receiving touchdown. Uh, the Titans are, they're looking like possibly the best team in the AFC right now. I mean, I know they're still in the, the Chiefs. Um, you got the Ravens, but right now the Titans look like the most well put together team. That defense has been pretty solid as well, too. Um, and aside from just the whole Titans guy, uh, Titans team, someone that we're all, I've been getting a lot of questions about is AJ Brown. And he is coming back off from an injury. I believe it's the second game. Uh, five receptions, 56 receiving yards, and he had two touchdowns. AJ Brown is a go every week. Throw him in the lineup. Don't worry about the uh, the pass injury. No, he is a starter. He should be starting in your lineup every week. Um, had a lot of people ask me about A.J. Brown, so I just wanted to touch on him real quick since we're talking Titans. On Houston's end, man, Bill O'Brien got fired, and this team is now putting up points. Unfortunately, they're not able to put up wins, but Deshaun Watson had himself a day. Two, uh, 28 for 37, 335 passing yards, four passing touchdowns. David Johnson on the uh, in the backfield had 19 carries, 57 rushing yards, and one touchdown. And Will Fuller becoming the player we all wanted him to be. Six receptions, 123 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. Great game. Great game for the Titans. Uh, great game for Houston, though, for you Texans owners. Who have Will Fuller and a Brandon Cooks and Deshaun Watson, David Johnson, those guys. It's nice to see that they're still competing and putting up points. You know, and these are two teams moving forward. I expect their guys on uh, both ends to have great fantasy days and continue that trend. And especially, you know, the one person who I'm really starting to believe in a lot more. And this, I mean, if he's on your waiver wire, go snatch him. But Ryan Tannenhill, he's... From what he was in Miami to what he is now, it's it's crazy. But he's balling. He looks like a top five QB right now in the league. Um, let's touch on our next game, though. And uh, Colts, Bengals. Colts 31, Bengals 27. Man, the Bengals had it. The Bengals had it. But Phillip Rivers came back. Three passing touchdowns. 371 passing yards, one interception, went 29 of 44 on the day. He he put the team on his back, um, just plain and simple. Phillip Rivers led this team to this dub. Uh, that veteran experience took advantage of Cincinnati's defense, and Cincinnati just got lax. Um, the weird thing, though, with the Colts is it, it's – no one's really dominating on any end of the, um, you know, receiving, running backs. No one's really dominating um, on that end. Say the one person, if you're looking for um, a stream at tight end, Trey Burton seems to be like he's getting more and more involved with the offense. Uh, same with Jack Doyle. I mean, any two, both of these tight ends, if you're desperate enough, not desperate enough, if you need the help at tight end because tight end is such a wishy-washy position, it's hard to really stream. I like both of these guys, especially – with a quarterback like Phillip Rivers, who has a history of throwing to the tight end. So, you know, I know Jack Doyle is going to be on some of those waiver wires. I know Trey Burton is going to be on some of those waivers as well. But, you know, the number one receiver on this team is supposed to be T.Y. Hilton, only had one reception for 11 yards, no touchdowns. So it kind of gives you an idea of what this team is doing. It's just Phillip Rivers is thrown to the opening man, to the open man. Um, looks like Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, though, is still getting work. 12 carries, 60 yards rushing. 
Uh, hope to see better days for him. I feel like he's still getting adjusted as a rookie, but there's a time where it's like, okay, you need to, we need to start seeing more and more improvement. Um, so he's someone I hope that they start gearing the game plan towards a little more, not putting it so much on Phillip Rivers. But all around good win for the Colts. On the Bengals side, Joe Burrow had a tough day. Uh, 313 passing yards, one interception. Joe Mixon, though, 18 carries, 54 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown. I am a Joe Mixon owner. I am just as pissed as you other Joe Mixon owners when Gio Bernard steals one of our touchdowns, when Joe Burrow steals one of our touchdowns. He's the running back. Give him the damn ball at the one. Like, this is costing me a dub. This is, like, Zach Taylor. What the hell, man? Anyway, there's a little rant. T. Higgins, though, led all receivers with six receptions, 125 receiving yards. If he is still on your waiver wire, pick him up. I said this two weeks ago. Pick up T. Higgins. A.J. Green doesn't want to be there. They don't really involve him in the game plan anymore. It is T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, hands down. Those are the two guys on this receiving game for the Bengals. Ugh, just... I'm sorry, I'm still salty about this Joe Mixon thing. Anyway, we're going to move on to the next game, though. And this was a pretty interesting outcome. Uh, Atlanta Falcons 40, Minnesota Vikings 23. This is the Falcons team I think everyone has been expecting to see this year with the ad of Todd Gurley, with the consistency there with Julio and Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley getting involved. Matt Ryan played like the old school Matt Ryan. I mean, the Matt Ryan at least of two to three years ago. Went 30 of 40, 371 passing yards, four passing touchdowns. Leading receiver on the Falcons was Julio Jones with eight receptions, 137 receiving yards, and two receiving touchdowns. These guys went nuts today. Uh, this Falcons team looked good from the get-go. Fortunately, Todd Gurley wasn't too much involved. He had 20 carries, but only 47 rushing yards, no touchdowns. Uh, it's a tough day for Todd Gurley, but don't give up. Don't give up on Todd. They're still using. I mean, 20 carries is good. You want to see that from your running back. So he's gonna have his good days and gonna have his bad days. Unfortunately, this is one of those inconsistent days. Uh, Calvin Ridley also got in the mix with six receptions, 61 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. This Falcons offense, since they let go of Dan Quinn, I mean, they're just kind of letting Matt Ryan call the plays and, and really just work the offense from you know behind the line which is great um because that's he's one of those guys who could do that he's like an aaron Rodgers. he's like a pat mahomes he has that iq to where he could pick a defense apart and unfortunately he wasn't able to do that under dan quinn's coaching but he's you know he's showing that he can still do it now and it's good to see that but we're going to touch on this vikings team kurt cousins man Ugh. I like Kirk Cousins, but then it's just like there's not much to like about him. He's he's a he's a, a barely above average. How do I want you to say that? He's an average quarterback in the NFL. Like if you're looking for that middle, you know, 32 teams, 32 quarterbacks, he is dead in the middle, dead slab in the middle. Kirk Cousins, I'd put him right there. He had a good day though. 343 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. Three interceptions, but that's still a decent fantasy day. Um, and Je Justin Jefferson went ballistic uh, as a rookie as well, too. Nine receptions, 166 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns. 
Um, took away a lot of work from, honestly, everyone. Thielen's the number one on this team, and Thielen only had three receptions, 51 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. Uh, Jefferson is slowly starting to take the reins from Thielen. And I think the reason why that is is because Thielen is the number one. He is going to pull the best corner on any defense. He will see some double teams here and there, and that gives Justin Jefferson the, the room to work. Um, I hope you've picked him up on waivers. He was a waiver pickup a couple weeks ago, but someone if you have moving forward, I would start playing a lot more in that flex or wide receiver two slot. And we're going to talk about the one disappointment about this game, and I didn't really get to touch it on our last show, but Dalvin Cook was out. Alexander Madison has a history of whenever Dalvin's out just going nuts. Like this dude is a finishes as a top five running back um, in fantasy scoring. And 10 carries, 26 rushing yards. I am someone who played Alexander Madison and am currently praying that Kyler Murray blows up the Cowboys tonight. Um, Yeah, it, it was tough. I hope Dalvin gets back soon. I mean, this Falcons defense is not good. For some reason, they were able to lock it down today. Uh, Depending, though, just on the following week, I mean, Minnesota, they play Green Bay next week. I would stream Madison again. Um, He's someone I like. We'll touch on that on the preview show, but don't give up hope on Alexander there. We're going to move on to our next game, and this was probably the most, uh, not the most, but this was a boring game. We're going to touch on it real quick. The Washington football team, 19, the New York Giants, 20. There was nothing great about this game on both sides. Um, Kyle Kyle Allen, QB for the Washington football team, 280 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, one interception. Daniel Jones for the Giants, 112 passing yards, one passing touchdown, one interception. What are we doing? Like, and, and this is to everyone who was telling me, no, Daniel Jones is going to break out. No, he's not. If the Giants get a top two pick, Daniel Jones is not going to be the quarterback moving forward next year. Sorry to tell you, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, they're coming for it. Jones, you better pick it up, man. You're going to lose this job. Aside from that, I mean, he did rush for 74 yards. So I guess that's a, a plus, but... You have guys like Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, Evan Ingram. Like, you should be going to work on teams, and especially teams like Washington, who doesn't have a great defense, doesn't have a great offense. They should have been in control this whole game, but it came down to, you know, the last minute of Washington missing an extra point, I believe. But your two leading receivers, though, on the Washington football team and the Giants. For the Washington football team, you got Terry McLaurin, seven receptions, 74 receiving yards. I have a mad day for him. Um, it's nice to see, though, he is getting the ball thrown to him and having a lot more uh, consistency with Kyle Allen versus Dwayne Haskins. So that's a, a blessing, I think, there in disguise. And with Darius Slayton, I mean, only two receptions, 41 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. It's not the best day, but if you threw him in your flex, you're happy. And we're going to move on to another game here. With and it was, This was a, a weird one, but uh, Ravens 30, Eagles 28. The Ravens are doing enough just to get by. Uh, I still believe they're a, you know one of the top teams in the AFC. They only got one loss on the season. But teams like the Eagles, who are 1-4-1, one, and one, you should be stomping them out, and especially when you have the talent that the Ravens have. And it's, um, it's concerning, I would say. Definitely concerning. But 
the Ravens did win. Let's talk about their guys who stood out. And of course, it was Lamar Jackson. Uh, 186 passing yards, one passing touchdown, as well as 108 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown. He gave you a great day. Marquise Brown, four receptions, 46, I believe they said. No, 57. Sorry, wrong numbers there. 57 receiving yards. He had a decent day, not too great. And then uh, Mark Andrews as well at tight end, only two receptions, 21 receiving yards. It is a little concerning with these two guys. I wouldn't worry too much about Mark Andrews, but Marquise Brown is it's it's kind of tough. You think he would have taken that uh, that big jump up in his second year. Um, has been slowing down a little bit, but as the season progresses, I think we're going to see him get involved into the game plan a lot more. And hopefully he just has some better fantasy days. I mean, he has the game-breaking speed and the ability to just take off on anybody so fingers crossed keep that hope in marquise brown he's not someone that i wouldn't take out of your lineups just yet let's talk about the eagles though carson wentz 213 passing yards two passing touchdowns not a bad day fantasy wise miles sanders gave you nine carries for 118 rushing yards and fulgham a big game again six receptions 75 receiving yards and one receiving touchdown he might be the guy. I mean, we don't know who it is on this damn Eagles re- receiving core. Um, Greg Ward, you know, you have uh, Zach Ertz. It's just it's so much inconsistency. And, and you got Alshon Jeffrey hopefully coming back. I believe Zach Ertz is dealing with an ankle sprain. So that's something you want to keep an eye out there. Um, but, yeah, just this Eagles team is really just putting it – together in any way that they can and they're competing so it's just it's great to see that with all the injuries all the setbacks this team is still competing you're still going to get fantasy points from these eagles players let's move on now to the next game and this was a huge upset i thought this was going to possibly be one of the better games on the day but big letdown here and big letdown especially for the the city of cleveland steelers 38 brown seven um damn uh, Baker Mayfield, I don't know. I really don't know. I wouldn't play him. No, you know, I, if you have Baker on your team, straight up, you need a backup quarterback. You might have to start playing him just based on matchups and maybe even only at home. He had a tough day, though. 119 passing yards, one passing touchdown, two interceptions. Not a great day. Not a great day for any Browns players. Kareem Hunt, he had a dud. Austin Hooper, he had a dud. Odell, Jarvis Landry, like no one on this team had a good day. Um, you've seen, we've all seen what the Browns can do. So don't give up faith. Don't give up hope in your Browns players. Pittsburgh is, has a top five defense. And that's where they're just pretty much eating all day. They were shutting these Browns players down. Um, on the Steelers side, though, man, Chase Claypool, four receptions, 74 receiving yards, almost had a touchdown. He's, he's, he's a beast. Um, yeah, he's he's balling out. He's taking a lot away from Juju. Uh, same as James Washington has taken a lot away from Juju. I think this is only going to be temporary, though. Um, I think Juju is going to start getting back into the to the game plan a little more, um, especially with these guys just really exposing defenses now. You can no longer throw your number one corner to match up with Juju, and it's just once you have Juju Smith-Schuster one-on-one with someone, he's going to be able to pick people apart, especially with Ben Roethlisberger back there. So don't get down on Juju. I'm a Juju owner. 
you know, you have some good games, you have some bad games, but it's part of fantasy. You know, don't get discouraged. He's on a good team. They're 5-0. and They're going to continue, I think, to win these games in convincing fashion. The Steelers team has really surprised me a lot this year. And another guy in this team who surprised me, especially since he's came back, uh, excuse me, bad grammar, has come back from injury, was James Conner. 20 carries, 101 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown. That's a great day for you on fantasy at your running back spot. But we're going to wrap up that game. Oh, man, poor Browns. It's okay. You guys got a winning record, 4-2. and two. So, You know, it could be worse. It could be worse. Let's touch on our next game now. And this was another just boring game. But the Chicago Bears, 23. The Carolina Panthers, 16. The Bears are 5-1. How? Oh, it hurts my head. Oh, my God. Um... <laughs> I'm not taking away from you Bears fans. I'm not taking away from the Bears. I mean, if they've proved me wrong already, but just my opinion, this is the worst five and one team I have ever seen. But they're winning games, so I can't be mad at it. Um, the defense is, you know, Khalil Mack is leading the charge on that front. On the offense, though, I mean, nothing uh, spectacular, nothing fantasy great, you know. Nick Foles, I wouldn't even mess with him, but 198 passing yards, one passing touchdown, one interception. Uh, David Montgomery's getting the touches. He's just not really producing much, but he had 19 carries for 58 rushing yards. And on the receiving end, I mean, it's nice to see Allen Robinson is still being treated like the number one receiver on this team. So that's good news there for you, Allen Robinson owners. He had five receptions, 53 receiving yards. And on the Panthers side, um, just... This was a good defense, uh, the Bears, and they, they wrapped up the Panthers pretty pretty well. I mean, Mike Davis only had 18 carries, 52 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown. It's a That's a decent day, and especially if you got Mike Davis off of waivers, you know, that's nothing to be upset about. Uh, McCaffrey should be coming back, I believe, week eight. So I'm just going to start putting that on you, McCaffrey owners. Put that on your radar, keeping you up to date on that. Uh, I think this team will look a lot different with McCaffrey in a positive way. Like, this Panthers team is another team that surprised me this year. I thought they were going to be, you know, gunning for one of those uh, top five picks uh, this year. But they look like there's someone that could be flirting with a wild card spot. But on the receiving end, I mean, the top two guys, eight, and you're happy with that. DJ Moore had five receptions, 93 receiving yards. Gave you a good receiving day. And then Robbie Anderson, four receptions, 77 receiving yards. It's not bad. It's definitely not bad. I mean, those are guys that I know you're counting on, but it could, again, it could be much, much worse. These guys are giving you consistent numbers, and especially Robbie Anderson. And I think with him really exposing defenses now with his speed, that has opened it up a lot more for DJ Moore to have more production, be more involved in the game plan. And, you know, I like these Panthers moving forward, especially the receiving core. So keep your faith in these Panthers players. Next game we got is Lions versus Jags. Y'all remember when the Jaguars came out and, like, they were looking really, really good? Well, now they're back to the Jaguars that we all expected them to be. Um, man, tough game. Again, Lions 34, Jaguars 16. Gardner Minshew 243. Passing yards, one passing touchdown, one interception. I believe he rushed in a touchdown as well, too. James Robinson finally came back down to earth, man. Tough game. It's all right. You'll bounce back. But 12 carries for 29 rushing yards. 
And Keenan Cole, though, six receptions for 143 receiving yards. It's really hard to pick out the correct receiver on this Jags offense because I told you they're going to play from behind, so they're going to be passing a lot. And you think that would be DJ Chark in his favor. He had seven receptions, 45 receiving yards. Not 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 a good day. Um, but then you have Keenan Cole, you know. So don't get beat up if Chark's not giving you, you know, the production that you would expect. Um, he's still going to, I think, finish off as a top 12 receiver. I mean, they're going to be passing the ball a lot. They're going to be getting a lot of garbage time. And he's going to, I think, going to be the upside of that garbage time and be able to rack you up some fantasy points, especially when you need them most from someone at that receiver position. Cause if you haven't noticed receiver is starting to transition a lot more into these younger guys are starting to ball out, taking away a lot from these veteran guys. Luckily for the Jags being an unexperienced young team. Um, I think it's going to be consistent for Chark to see his numbers fluctuate a little bit, but still overall give you a good week. Let's talk about though on the Lions side, DeAndre Swift, welcome to the party. 14 carries, 116 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Great day for the rookie. Um, even with Adrian Peterson back there, this was huge for you Swift owners. Um, I think that moving forward, he's going to be someone you may be able to throw in your starting lineups moving forward, you know, and it's just, it really depends on AP. They're not going to be playing the Jaguars also every week, but it's good to see that he's getting more involved in the game plan. And he's someone I like as a flex now moving forward. On the receiving end, Kenny Galladay did what Kenny Galladay does. Four receptions, 105 receiving yards. Unfortunately, didn't get a touchdown, but was making some big plays. Um, at tight end, TJ Hawkinson showed up for you guys. Fortunately, two receptions, 17 receiving yards, but that touchdown does pad the stats a little bit. Um, but yeah, overall for the Lions, it was it was a weird game. It really was a weird game, but some some bright spots on both teams there. Uh, Gardner Minshew is another guy too. I streamed him this week. He gave me 23, 24 points. Um, but you know he has those games where he could drop a 40 burger. So if you have Gardner, I wouldn't drop him. Keep him as a backup. If you have to stream like I do, I'm someone who had Dak. You know, he's someone I'm going to be holding on to right now. Now let's jump into another stink fest. Dolphins 24, Jets 0. How is Adam Gase not fired yet? You know, I, I'm just, oh. I feel bad for the Jets. I feel bad for the, the Jets fans. I feel... I feel for, I mean, actually, I don't feel, I've never had my team be this bad, but I could imagine it is horrible. Um, but you got Joe Flacco back there, 186 passing yards, one interception. Frank Gore, 11 carries, 46 rushing yards. Bashad Perryman, four receptions, 62 receiving yards. Jamison Crowder, I mean, he gave us seven receptions, 48 receiving yards. That is the only person on this Jets team that you should be playing is Jamison Crowder. And we're going to end the Jets conversation right there. Dolphin side, though. I hope you have Ryan Fitzpatrick on your waivers because he is someone I am telling you to put in for, regardless if he's a backup quarterback or even a, a death piece. He's dropping consistent fantasy numbers now and just... They let him throw the ball, and they throw the ball a ton. Fitzpatrick, 18-27, three passing touchdowns. Did have two interceptions, but... 191 uh, 
passing yards. It was a good fantasy day. Nothing to be mad at there. Um, the running game, Miles Gaskin gave you 18 carries with 91 uh, rushing yards. And in the receiving game, it was a little all over the place, but Preston Williams, if you played him, he gave you a receiving touchdown, only 18 receiving yards. Uh, Devontae Parker, only three receptions, 35 receiving yards, unfortunately. Adam Shaheen, though, uh, led all receivers with uh, uh, 58, uh, tongue-tied, excuse me, <laughs> 51 receiving yards and one receiving touchdown as well. It was a little weird week for these Dolphins players, but it was a weird game. Not even a weird. It was a boring game. 24-0 Dolphins, and that's where we need to leave it at right there. Now, this was probably the most hyped-up game of the day, and then it just was a huge letdown. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 38. Green Bay Packers, 10. The Bucks are looking like the Bucks that everyone had down on paper at the beginning of the year. I'll tell you that much because they did not look good against the Bears last week. But they bounced back, and that defense bounced back too. They looked phenomenal. Um, but for the fantasy guys, the offense, Brady, 17-27, 166 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. Pretty mediocre day for Brady. Um, Ronald Jones, though, 23 carries, 113 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Look at that. Rob Gronkowski, five receptions, 78 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown. The old man can do some, th do some things still. Uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, though, gave you big letdowns. I mean, Mike Evans, one reception, 10 receiving yards. He was matched up with Jair Alexander, one of the better cornerbacks in the league right now. Uh, and Godwin, too, five receptions, 48 receiving yards. Not a great day from uh, any of the, either of those Tampa Bay studs there. And on the Packers' side, I mean, what happened? The Packers were looking dominant. Rodgers had a bad game. You know, 16 to 35, 160 passing yards, two interceptions. Uh, Jamal Williams led ru um, all rushers with four carries, 34 rushing yards. Um, I mean, Aaron Jones, he had 10 carries, but only 15 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown. It was not a good day for the Packers. Uh, the only person to shine on this offense was Devontae Adams, six receptions, 61 receiving yards. Not the best game there either. And I mean, take this as a dud Packers had a bad game this team looks great not worried about the Packers moving forward the Bucks um don't get too hyped on Gronk don't get down on Evans don't get down on Godwin I still don't know what the hell to make of Tom Brady um he's someone I would play play him if you have two QBs play him against the weaker defense you know stream him that way but I wouldn't go with him as my consistent starter every week um he just hasn't put up huge blowout games, you know? Not like you're used to seeing when he was with the Pats, but at the same time, different system. Um, he has the weapons, though, so that's the thing. Just I would play him based on defense, um, and we'll touch on that as well, too. I'll let you give you my opinion on when you should be playing Tom Brady and when you shouldn't. But that's going to wrap it up for this game. And now to our Sunday night 49 – oh, Sunday night game, sorry. 49ers 24 Los Angeles Rams 16 this was a surprise I did not think the Rams were in any threat of losing this game and here we are 24 to 16 uh, Jared Goff 198 passing yards two passing touchdowns one interception decent day for Goff not the greatest but he's this Niners defense was was up in them to, uh 
Sunday night. Uh, just I watched a lot of this game. That Niners D looked rejuvenated. Aside from all the injuries they had, they really stepped up and kept the clamps on this Rams offense. Uh, Daryl Henderson, 14 carries, 88 rushing yards. Tyler Higby only uh, led all receivers, three receptions, 56 receiving yards. Where the hell did Cooper Cup go? Three receptions, 11 receiving yards. That is unexcusable. I'm sorry. We need more from Cooper. I mean, especially on this Sean McVay offense. Like, all right, this is a dud game. We'll take it. Whatever. I'm a Cooper Cup owner too, but this is obnoxious. They need to – the Rams are better when they are a pass-heavy team. Get Cup involved. Get Robert Woods more involved. Let Goff spread the offense out. And they just seemed like really – like they were going by a script and didn't make the proper adjustments. Uh, Robert Woods gave you a decent game. Four receptions, 29 receiving yards. He did have a receiving touchdown, so that kind of padded his stats there for for you Roberts Woods owners. And at least then on the Niners side, though, they showed some promise and some damn good promise. I was doubting the Niners a lot these past couple weeks, and they came out um, and balled out. Jimmy G. And we're going to talk on Jimmy G after this, but he had a good game. 23 of 33, 268 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, no interceptions. Good on you. Raheem Mostert, 17 carries, 65 uh, rushing yards. I do have horrible news. It does sound like Raheem Mostert is going to be going back on the IR with a high ankle sprain. Um, so you're going to be without Raheem Mostert for a bit. Uh, that means if you have Jared McKinnon still, um, Tevin Coleman, I believe he's still out. So McKinnon and Jeff Wilson, uh, junior owners, get ready. Uh, you're going to have this backfield to yourself. On the receiving end, George Kittle balled out again. Seven receptions, 109 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown. Debo Samuel also got in the mix. Six receptions, 66 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. Um, these guys... And especially Debo Samuel since he's came back, they've been uh, looks. They look like a different offense and like a different team. And when these two guys are going, this Niners team is going to be hard to stop. Because with Shanahan, his scheme, he's an evil genius when it comes to running backs. He can make any running back shine behind that uh, in that backfield. So I'm just whoever's back there, they're going to ball out. And then when you got the Kittle and Debo doing their thing, this Niners team is still going to be tough to beat. Real quick on Jimmy G though. He looked terrible um, passing the ball, though. And he's still coming back from that ankle injury. So if you have Jimmy G, don't be alarmed. You got a good game out of him. But I would definitely consider having a a good backup quarterback. Like if Tannenhill, Fitzpatrick, even Minshew are out on your waiver wire, snatch one of those up. Uh, Jimmy G, he is a little injury prone. You know, I think that's what it just boils down to. He He's one of those quarterbacks that... Gets injured pretty easily. So you want to make sure you have some good insurance there if he does happen to go down again. Um, you know, I'm someone that needs to practice what they preach because I had Dak Prescott and didn't have a backup quarterback. So, you know, I'm now grabbing for Gardner Minshew and these guys and trying to get two of them on my team. So, you know, for you guys who still have that luxury of having your starter, start looking to get a second quarterback on your team, and especially with the season carrying through. Um, you know, we're, we're about to get into week seven. Damn, this year is flying by. But yeah, week seven starting this week. And real quick on our Monday night games. It is in the fourth quarter for the Cardinals-Cowboys. Um, Cardinals 31, Cowboys 3. 
Oh, man, I feel bad for Dallas. Uh, Andy Dalton so far, and we're at the fourth quarter midway point, but two interceptions, 209 passing yards. This Cardinals defense has been blowing him up. And it's not Dalton's fault. Their line is banged. The Dallas's line is completely decimated. Um, and, I mean, it's not only affecting Dalton. Zeke, 11 carries, 50 yards rushing. Amari Cooper has four receptions for 55 yards. He's leading receivers right now in this Dallas squad. Dallas is looking, um, it's not looking good. It is not looking good. And the defense is, is terrible. I'll just flat out say it. They look like one of the worst defenses in the NFL right now. Um, stay hopeful, Cowboys fans. I mean, everything that has gone wrong has gone wrong. Um, just... Start looking forward to that draft pick. And you know what the crazy thing is, though, is they're not out of the division race. <laughs> they could still win the division. Um, Eagles, I believe, are 1-4-1. One, and one. Cowboys are 2-3, and three, about to be 2-4. and four. Washington and New York, I believe, are both 1. Or no, New York just won against Washington. Washington's a one-win team. New York, two wins now. There's hope, <laughs> I guess. There is hope. Um, all you can do is improve, so hopefully we see some improvement from this Cowboys offense, uh, especially with all the fantasy guys they have, like CeeDee Lamb, Cooper, even Michael Gallup's been balling out in the past couple weeks. But let's turn our attention, though, to the team that is balling out right now, and that is the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, you got uh, Christian Kirk, two receptions, 86 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns. Uh, good day for Christian Kirk. Unfortunately, I mean... Maybe you streamed him. Most likely you didn't, but this was good to see him starting to get more mixed into the game plan. Uh, Kenyon Drake, uh, 17 carries, 89 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown, got in the end zone there. Kyler Murray, tough day passing, 9 of 24, 188 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. He's literally been doing it with his feet this game. Um, he has 74 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown as well, too, so... He, Kyler Murray is v using his versatility to the fullest. Um, extending plays with his feet. I like a lot what I'm seeing from him, though. He's someone I'm confident starting You know, every week. I know some people are a little concerned just ha him having some low numbers here and there. He's getting D-Hop in involved. I mean, not this game too much. Two receptions for and 73 yards for D-Hop. But this team is winning. And, you know, this is a, a good offense. And I... Expect him to continue to keep uh, putting high scores up as well. You know, this team isn't as terrible as it seems. I know that's crazy to say, but they're going to have some good blow up games. It's another team, too, um, since we're talking about playing matchup. Uh, you know, they do have the Rams and the Niners and their division. Uh, they already beat the Niners once, but be wary when they do play the Rams. Even when possibly when they play the Seahawks up in the Seattle, I, I'm not too big of a fan of starting quarterbacks when they have to go to Seattle. And on our early Monday night game, and this is going to be the game to wrap up the show, we had the Kansas City Chiefs go to Buffalo. Chiefs 26, Bills 17. Patty Mahomes 21 and 26, 225 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, finally, I have him on my team. But finally, 26 carries, 161 rushing yards. He must have got the uh, fire lit under his ass with the Le'Veon Bell signing. And, and a lot of people are 
are nervous about that. I actually think this is a, an amazing thing for Edward Hilaire. He's going to uh, still get, the, the, I believe, the first and second down work. Le'Veon Bell, he's going to get mixed in here and there. And then I think Le'Veon's going to take more of the passing work. If I had to compare it to anything, think of a better version of the Cleveland Browns backfield with Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt. I think these guys, uh, this backfield is going to be a mirror image of that. Um, and in the passing game, Tyree Kill had a eh, so-so day. Three receptions, 20 receiving yards. Like, it's not a good day. The weather was bad in Buffalo, but Travis Kelsey came big for you guys. Five receptions, 65 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns. He had an amazing day at that tight end position. And on the Bills' side, a tough day for Josh Allen. 14 to 27, 122 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, one interception. Um, and then on the rushing end, too, eight carries for 42 rushing yards. He had a, I mean, decent fantasy day, but just a really tough day in the game as well, too. Singletary and Zach Moss, don't touch. I'm just, I'm done trying to play these guys. Singletary, 10 carries, 32 rushing yards. Zach Moss, 5 carries, 10 rushing yards. It's, Josh Allen is the quarterback and the running back for this team. On the receiving end, though, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley came up for you guys. Stephon had 6 receptions, 46 receiving yards, and 1 receiving touchdown. Beasley, Four receptions, 45 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown as well. These are two guys who have been consistent for the past couple weeks and that I like a lot on this Bills team. Um, and let's touch on this Thursday night preview real quick. Giants and Eagles. Gross. Um, but I got the Eagles winning this, and uh, here's why. They're the better team. This Giants team is just depleted. I have no faith in Daniel Jones. Um... If I had to put a score on it, 31-17 Eagles. Uh, I do like Darius Slayton on the Giants. I do like Evan Ingram in this game. Uh, start those two with confidence there. Uh, Devonta Freeman, he might be able to be a streamer as well too. Um, if you do happen to play any of these players, put them in their uh, position slots. So like if you have a running back, like Miles Sanders, don't put him in your flex. Put him in your running back spot. That way, Sunday, if you you know things happen to if you need an injury replacement or anything like that, you have that flex position to have that flexibility. Some people don't know that, so just here's a little a little tip for you guys there. Uh, but on the Eagles side, Carson Wentz, I like him in this game. I like him a lot. I think Carson's gonna have a big game. I think Miles Sanders, Travis Folgham, Folgham, still trying to learn how to say the name. He should have another big day. Um, keep an eye out for Ertz. Uh, I'll put something out on the Instagram at the fantasy uh, at the first down fantasy pod. Just depending on tight ends, uh, I know they got Goddard there too. He's still coming off an injury, but it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, though two one and two are two one win teams on Thursday night shouldn't be that great. But I think it's going to be big for the Eagles, especially since they now are going to be able to compete for the. Uh, for the number one in this in this division, especially with just Dallas going through what they're going through, you know, a lot of a lot of question marks are up in the air right now uh, with this team. Other than that, let's hit the shout outs. Um, also talk on some waiver guys there. Uh, I think we did touch on most of them throughout the show. No one really big or have to go get this week, but uh, I like Trey Burton a lot. I like Jack Doyle a lot if you're struggling at um, tight end there. You know, those are two guys who I like a lot, especially with this Colts offense, because there's just not a lot of, not a lot of uh, 
receiving options there. You know, T.Y. Hilton, you think he would be the guy, but he's not. And it looks like that it is this tight end position that is getting most of the love, um, getting a lot of the attention there, you know. So other than that, it's um, Justin Jackson, I would say, someone to look at for the Chargers. Uh, they were on bye week, but he was taking a lot of the load from uh, Josh Kelly. Um, if you haven't already, Chase Claypool. I mean, there's no reason why he shouldn't be on your team now. Um, and at quarterback, I mean, I like Teddy Bridgewater, honestly. He's someone that's been, been drawing my eye a lot more. Uh, Chase Edmonds is another guy who I like a lot, too, from the Cardinals. Um, other than those guys there, I mean, there's no one that really, really popped off the uh, popped off this week just, you know, for waivers. So waivers are going to be a little slim this week. Um, really, I would just say look at the quarterbacks. Honestly, it's, it's I think it's that time in the season to start getting your second quarterback if you don't already have one. Uh, guys that I like are Ryan Fitzpatrick, Gardner Minshew, Justin Herbert, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. It's, it's hard to say Nick Foles right now. I need to see a little more from him. I still think he's getting adjusted. Uh, same with Andy Dalton. Um, Andy Dalton is literally getting his, his tush kicked this game. So I'm not going to go ahead and say Andy Dalton yet, though he does have an amazing situation with the receivers and the offense that's around him. But, you know, to, to be determined. <laughs> but you guys will hear again from me on Thursday night. That way I can touch on the Thursday night uh, game for you guys, just on the uh, results of that. And we'll hit all games coming up week seven on Thursday evening as well, too. And just before we get out of here, and this is the only shout out you're going to be hearing from me for a while. If you haven't, vote. Get out there and vote. Your voice matters. Please, please, please go vote. It is very important. You know, we need change. We just we need to all be together on this. Please go vote. That's going to wrap up our week show, our week six recap show. Excuse me. I'm all over the place today. Um, but it's good to be back. I look forward to hitting it with you guys every week, talking football. Again, hit me up on the Instagram if you have any lineup questions, any trade questions. I am here for you. Uh, that's going to wrap up our show, and I'll see you guys Thursday. Break.